right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage, our live President's Day episode. Uh, really cool stuff for you guys here today. I'm Adam Smith, your host with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, as always, is our marketing director and one of our other coaches, Jen Waypour. Hey, Jen. Hi, Adam. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking as you were running our uh, intro that we've been using for years and years, I've never actually seen an episode of How I Met Your Mother. And, and sh- shame on me because I grew up in the Doogie Hauser era. So oh, I should goodness. be a huge Neil Patrick Harris fan. And I am. But yeah, shame on me. All right. So we've got a really cool guest for you guys today. A repeat guest who is actually making his third appearance on the podcast. And we don't have a lot of people that are uh, hitting the uh, hat trick uh, there or beyond. So welcome back to the show, Andrew Goldberg. Hey, Andrew. Hey, hey, I'm Jen. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be back on with you, too. Thanks. Um, We think so, too. And obviously, we got a little bit of time to chat before we went live. So we've got uh, quite a few things in our little uh, basket here that we could be kicking around. Uh, No question about it. We'll probably get to some of that good stuff. So in the interest of keeping it brief, because our listeners could always go back and listen to previous episodes where we've had you on as a guest, give us a little bit of background, who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing it, why you are crazy enough to be in the real estate business, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so been doing real estate now for going on eight years. It's flying by. I just remember the that I just remember it was like yesterday. I got my license and you know went to Vegas and celebrated, and then now fast forward and here we are. Um, Boy, that was some hangover then. Yeah, (laughs) passed the real estate test, got in the car with my friend, drove to Vegas in my twenties, and we're like, this is what we're doing. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. You know, been at a few different brokerages, businesses evolved over time. And now, you know, I've taken several different approaches throughout the years. And and it's been one of those things where, you know, I'm crazy enough to get in the real estate world because I remember before I got in the real estate, you know, buying a home was like one of the most daunting things in the world. And I felt like, you know, getting a license was going to get me there quicker. Um, would always interest me. I have a brother who's in real estate and development in Chicago. Uh, so watching him, you know, he was the youngest one in the family. He was also the happiest out of <laughs> my peers with their job. So, um, and, uh, you know, he had a good work-life balance um, and I, it was something that I admired. So jumped into it. Um, and now it's, uh, you know, it's been one of those things where I'm, you know, evolving and it's, it's really cool to be a part of and just, you know, since the eight years of doing this, you know, being a part of numerous transactions with clients, watching them grow. Now that you're at that point where people bought their first house with you, sold their first house with you, bought their next house with you, bought their second house with you, you know, bought land, bought second homes, you know, so watching people's lives has been a big part of the why uh, that keeps me driving me and keeps me crazy enough to be in this industry. Um, and it also keeps me on my toes for my own personal goals. Um, I know we were talking before going on the uh, going live that, you know, I did recently just purchase a home. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, I just purchased my, my second primary, uh, third property in three years. Um, 
you know, I've been influenced by a couple of the industry professionals here in Denver, you know, that believe in, you know, buying lots of investment properties, creating multi-generational wealth, passive income, you know, and kind of striving to have that financial freedom. So I've taken it to heart and, you know, I preach it to my clients. So it's something that I want to do myself. You know, you can't really preach it unless you practice it. So you want to uh, drop a couple of names of people that our audience should be following? Yeah, I would say uh, first one that comes to mind, shout out to Nicole Ruth. Uh, you know, she's been a mentor uh, throughout the industry and she's very great at keeping agents up at the market and ways to build wealth through real estate, um, being creative. Um, and then I would say a couple of uh, my colleagues um, at in my office have been uh, pretty awesome to, uh, to influence me as well. Um, I'd say I've watched uh, one of my colleagues, Bobby, Bobby Reginelli, who's no longer with Compass, but, um, you know, grow a whole real estate portfolio quickly over time and getting the development and watching him grow has been a huge inspiration as well. So shout out to Bobby Reginelli. Perfect. And Jen, if I'm not mistaken, we had another Compass agent I was just thinking that too long ago. Last week, Robin. Robin. Oh, that's right. Robin Kerlock yeah. is with Compass. And yeah, we talked a lot about what's going on with Compass and the technology and a uh, really, really good chat uh, last week. So yeah, another shout out to Robin for that amazing content. So before we really uh, get into the weeds on what we think our audience, real estate agents, loan originators, some other uh, direct-to-consumer, large-ticket item salespeople should be doing, which is why we're all here. Um, you had a few trials and tribulations with the mortgage process. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I applied for this mortgage, you know, my recent place, you know, it's really, you know, the whole mortgage process I had during this transaction was probably the most difficult of the last three. So it's been one of those things that, you know, this experience I had recently has really put me in my client's shoes and it's taught me how to empathize a lot better with what clients are going through and how to speak to what they're going through during the home buying process because you know it's not only the home buying process it's the mortgage it's the house it's the inspection it's the move it's the moving oh yeah moving yeah. is awful and then it's like what's the work you're going to do before you move into the house are you going to paint it are you going to you know do a bathroom are you going to you know and then all these expenses, like how much money you're going to need for furniture, how much money you're going to need for, um, you know, anything for landscaping. It's just all these things that you don't really realize you're going to have to do until you get to the thick of it, too. And, you know, even as a real estate agent, there's I feel like there's going to be always some cost, no matter how savvy you are, that will come up. That will be unexpected. Oh, no question. Yeah. there Without equivocation, there is something you are not thinking of, no matter who you are. Yeah, with, yeah, without a doubt, that is certainly the case. Um, and we actually have talked about this fairly recently, um, certainly within the year or so, where we had six, seven weeks here, that the job for all of you, real estate agents, loan originators, insurance agents, financial planners, on and on, is really a very big deal. I mean, we're not even just outside of the fact that we're dealing with people in the largest transactions of their lives. We're dealing with people that are going through two or three of like the five most stressful things an adult American can deal with in their life, those sorts of things. But one of the pieces of the puzzle that I think we're really missing 
is that we have to be a calming effect. We have to, how do I put this? We have to agree internally to be a sounding board. We have to agree again internally to let people vent that what people are dealing with when we're talking about these kinds of transactions and we're not just talking about the real estate stuff buying a home and moving enormous pain in the ass getting a mortgage an enormous pain in the ass there's no denying any of this but they are dealing with such large emotional social psychological issues and this is true for you financial planners and insurance agents as well I'm thinking about my demise. I'm thinking about my home burning down. I'm thinking about crashing my car, getting crashed into whatever when I'm dealing with my insurance, so on and so forth. We've really got to take a step back out of the transactional piece, really relate to people, to humans, to those interpersonal relationships and get our heads around what people are dealing with so that we can not just be better at what we do, but we can be better people. Agreed. And uh, you've had a lot of that uh, learning going on here. When did you close on your new home? I closed at the beginning of the month on the 6th. Okay, so it's only been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Have you moved? Home. Nope, moving this weekend. All right. That's yeah. also an enormous pain in the ass. And everybody out there listening is like, oh, poor Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. And how far are you moving? Four miles west, so not too far. Not too far. It doesn't matter. That's though. almost more annoying, though. Like, right. So All the close. shit still has to go in boxes. All the boxes yeah. still have to go in a vehicle. The vehicle has to drive the four miles. All the boxes have to come off, and then they all have to get unpacked. It's an enormous right. pain in the ass, no question. So it's funny, actually. I had a client who was living in a rental and then ended up buying a house two doors down from them. Um, <laughs> and we were kind of joking about what's going to be a bigger pain. Hiring a moving truck to move out to a mover and have a mover move it in or having to carry the stuff down the street, you know, two houses over. Yeah. Even though it's close, but you have to, you know, carry more of it. It's it's a pain in the ass, no matter how you slice it. Yep. When we moved our office, we moved from a condo at the opposite end of the complex to the one we're in now. And the moving company brought a truck. Okay. And (laughs) after they had put a few things on the truck, they realized that just putting everything on dollies and pushing it all the way down the sidewalk was going to be an easier move. And But yeah, for the people moving, still enormous pain in the ass. Yeah. Definitely a drag. So what do you think are some of the best things you picked up on in how you're dealing with your client's sense? Because you probably started this process in either late December, I'm guessing, yeah, I went under contract right after the new year started. Okay. Um, you know, we did a quick, pretty quick three-week close. So it was, I think I went Oh, there's another challenge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think we went under contract roughly, I think, January like 11th or 12th, if I remember correctly. Um, but, you know, I've been looking in the area for eight months, nine months. Wow. Um, you know, searching Zillow every day, giving up, being like, there's nothing that's going to come up, you know. Uh, and I was looking at a particular area and I ended up moving to Wheat Ridge um, from downtown. So it was a very small area that I was looking at. It was probably less than a square mile. Um, so there's just the lay of the land over there. It was really hard to find anything that was really in good condition, had a good layout, um, that was quiet, that wasn't near a busy road. Um, 
because I want something accessible but quiet, which is what kind of everyone wants. Um, and it was just a really hot area where there was really no inventory. Yeah, so there isn't anywhere. Yeah, right. especially right now. I would say I know last time we were, I was on this episode, the inventory was really low. I think we were talking about a thousand to fifteen hundred homes yeah. in the Denver uh, six counties, like Metro. Um, at that time, when I was on the episode last time, now we're we're floating about 3,700, 3,800. So it's still better, but not uh, <laughs> not uh, it's better. Uh, but let's not forget that a six month inventory in this market is like 35,000, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know for me, uh, this market's been a breeze, which I've been uh, very thankful that the experiences I've had in these 2021s, the beginning of 2022, 2020 market. Now, you know, this is a I'm a lot more seasoned and I could move to this market a lot easier than uh, I think most agents. I think that's true too. All right. So what, what tips would you give to the people that are in your shoes and yeah. how they can better relate to clients, leads, advocates, considering what you've learned in the last month? Yeah. What you've experienced, um, I should say. Yeah. I think being emotionally in tuned is very more important than ever. I think especially in a, changing markets where there's a lot of volatility, a lot of uncertainty, um, crazy media headlines, crazy. you know, uh, being, you know, the voice of reason, the soundboard, as you said, um, and being a comforting soul throughout the process and, you know, being up front, but still being up front, you know, not telling people just what they want to hear, but what they need to hear being mm. a true advisor. Um, I think, you know, one of the things I think that's got me to where I am is being, a man of integrity, you know, not leaving questions unanswered, following up with people, not letting things go through the cracks, you know, at the end of the day, going through everything and making sure that you're not forgetting everything that you told everyone you're going to do for them that day hmm. um, is a huge thing. I think yeah. that's something that's propelled me. Um, you got to do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, consistency, you know, and, you know, some people are very rigid on the routine. I would say I, I believe life happens and I have a loose routine that I follow. Um, so, you know, a routine with flexibility, I think is important. I think some people get caught up in being really rigid and having a strict routine and they can't stick to it. Um, so I think that's something that someone should, you know, plan out their week and at least have an idea of what they're going to be if they have nothing blocked in their schedule for that time. That's, that's actually really genius. I see Jen nodding because she and I are huge on calendar management and time blocking and so on and so forth. I don't know that I would refer to it as rigid but respected for sure and yeah if you're in the space or if you're in a frame of mind where you are going to get better about your time you're going to get better about time blocking you're going to get better about your calendar management you're going to get better about respecting your calendar then yeah you sure as shit better not be setting those goals too far out if you're going to do that and then not honor it you've wasted time yeah and and having a default too it's just like you know in the real estate business there's no one telling you what to do every day so having uh you know some sort of like block where you're like all right well you know monday through thursday we're at the office during these times and this is what we're working on we're working on our Marketing. If I'm not in an appointment with a client, this is what I'm doing at this time. But if a client needs me, they're always first. No Absolutely. Um, yep. I get some agents who are like, nope, I am calling leads. I'm doing all this stuff from eight to nine. I'm not taking appointments. I'm not there to help the client during that time. I'm generating new business, which, you know, 
there's a value to that too. There is. Um, but I, I also, that I try to be pretty rigid about. Yeah. So there's different styles for it. For me, I'm more about like if a client needs me at that time. I'll get it done. Um, and I think that's, you know, me, the relationship with the client comes first always. Um, I just, I feel like I'm going to get the referrals from them. I'm going to get the reviews from them. The reputation is going to get built through them. Um, and just being, and I'm at the point in my career where I'm not working with as many strangers, um, as I used to. And now it's more of a family where I have a built a community around me. So, you know, I just, I bend over to do whatever I can to get everything done for clients. Oh, that's huge. And in the process and don't get me wrong, I think eight years is still relatively young to have accomplished or expected this, but in the process of building a strict repeat and referral business, yeah, you have to take really good care of the people that you're working for. It's got to be priority number one. Yeah. Because if you want them to use you again, they you want them to have a good experience. If you want them to refer people to you, you want them to have a good experience. Otherwise, you're just blowing that shit out of the water. That's not going to yeah. work. So yeah, agree. That is a big, big deal. But I, I think that when we really boil it down to some of the things that we do in real estate, mortgages, certainly even in insurance and financial planning, auto sales, on and on, is taking good care of people. And yeah. if you really have that as your single purpose focus, then the rest of the shit will fall into place. I mean, I know that's like old school Zig Ziglar type of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Help as many people as you can get what they want and you'll get what you want. But it's worked for decades upon decades. Yeah. So yeah, it's important. What your relationship is like with the source of your repeat and referral business has got to be priority number one. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I'd say that's definitely something that, you know, an agent that's, you know, previously, you know, working up to be, you know, a top producer or someone who's, you know, just in the business a few years and really trying to, you know, get to the next level. Um, I would say, you know, just building that reputation with clients is number one. Having some sort of consistency, you know, like, like I was saying, it doesn't have to be rigid, you know, because if it's too rigid and you can't commit to it, it's not going to happen. So it's kind of like the the best CRM is the one you use. You know, I know mm -hmm. some people are selling $50 million in real estate with an Excel sheet. They use it. Oh, so, God. So, <laughs> so. You just gave Adam a mini heart attack. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but if you use it and you have a system and you know how to keep it simple and, and know how to revert back to when you're off track and you know how to revert back and check everything and make sure that nothing's falling through the cracks in a simple way that you're actually going to follow through and do it, I think is number one. You know, for me, it's simple as every day, you know, later on the day around 8 p.m., I check my email and make sure there's nothing I'm missing every day, 8 p.m. That's smart. Yeah, so very simple. I look at the clock, 8 p.m., look down, make sure there's nothing missing. So That's a really good idea. That's so, something that all of us should be doing. You should, all yeah. of you should have an end-of-day checklist. Make sure you're not leaving anybody hanging. Yeah. So, um, and then I would say, you know, like coming up with some sort of consistent marketing that you could do. Um, you know, for me, it's my weekly email. I know I was just starting it last time I was on this episode and now we've been doing it for 80 weeks now this we're on wow. week 81 of consistently sending out a weekly email every thursday morning at 7 a.m it goes out it's one um, of the only newsletters i actually read andrew really she mm -hmm. said that last time too yep it was one of the only ones that i actually looked through and 
as somebody who does email marketing, yeah, your newsletter, I actually, I might not read the whole thing every week, but yours actually gets open every time, every single time. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. We try to strive to make it different, something that, you know, touches all points of real estate because real estate is not only about just houses, it's lifestyle, you know, and how to live your best life in the city that you're working, you know? So I try to include stuff like local businesses, you know, whether it's architects, um, you know, and stuff that people just don't think about. And right now we're kind of going through like the Colorado bucket list of every of the stuff that people should do and experience in Colorado. And that's what we're trying to start featuring is the, the must do's that people don't even think about. Um, oh, I, I want to think about, I want to know what's a, what's a Colorado must do. You're talking to like, you know, fourth generation Denver native. So hopefully there isn't a whole lot I've missed. Uh, so one that we and my sister were talking about the other day was, um, uh, Annie's cabin up in Beaver Creek. Have you done it before? Uh-uh. Yeah. Oops. So, uh, it's, uh, God, I'm embarrassed old... now. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's I'm weird just going to fade yeah. out of the podcast here. <laughs> yeah. We're trying, yeah. No, I'm trying to find the stuff that, you know, that is something that is very popular, but not everyone knows about yet. Um, so this is like where they take in Beer Creek, they take you on a sleigh ride to a cabin in the middle of the woods and they do a whole fine dining experience. Wow. So, yeah. So that pretty cool. Yeah, so pretty unique, you know, something that you could really only do in Colorado. And you know, it's something that's pretty popular and you're in Beaver Creek, people talk about it all the time. Well, you gotta do this. It's a must-do there. Uh so we're trying to figure out stuff like that, the feature, like you know, start talking about stuff like strawberry hot springs, where it's you know, it's pretty obvious to do it, but now yeah, that, that one I've done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And we we're even looking at like the 10th and mountain division cabins. Have you heard about these? Tick. Yeah. So we're like starting to go through that kind of stuff too, where we're kind of gearing away from like, just like restaurants where we're trying to figure out other experiences for people to do. Um, yeah. You should totally have a freebie download that people can check the things off as you add them to the list. That's Great a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I highly oh. recommend the uh, 10th division hut at Slide Lake. Slide Lake. All that right. Um, yeah. And uh, well, it's hut.org. You can yeah. reserve. Uh, you just got to bring your food and your clothes, your uh, sleeping bag. They have cots, they have outhouses, they've got all the cookware. The, the huts are really cool. Yeah. So we're just trying to figure out ways for people to live a better life here and get people in tune so that, because I want to be, you know, a source of conversation. And that's what the email is all about. It's kind of like this nexus that we do every week where, you know, it touches on the market. So I know that I'm up to, I have my finger on the pulse with the market every week, no matter what. I have my finger on the, and we usually feature two houses every week that I'm usually excited about. And we kind of gear it towards trying to find something that's approachable and attainable for my sphere to buy. Then also some stuff that's like dreamy and just really unique and architecturally significant. Um, so we kind of gear it that so we can, you know, get both demographics involved and not just like, you know, post the most expensive house that we see. Um, and, and as well as like, you know, going over client successes, sometimes we highlight, go in detail about the client successes and what we did during that transaction for other people to look out for. And sometimes we just talk about mortgage trends or, you know, what we're seeing in the market. That's not just the numbers, like what the reality of the market is. Um, so it's just really, it's been one of those things. And we use a lot of that content, you know, for other stuff to post. So I feature like a song of the week every week that we start using those sounds for Instagram reels and stuff like that. So it's just a really great like source of inspiration every week to be able to take for other parts of my business. You have my marketing mind going. Yeah. Really. Please cool. tell, is that, are all those songs on an individual playlist that are also yeah. on the website? Yeah. No. So when you go into the email and you click, right. the song, it takes you to the Spotify 
playlist Perfect. that has every single song in order that's been featured. That is badass. All right. And, and for those of you that are just disseminating information, email, blog, social, whatever, on the most expensive house you could find, I'm only going to go look at the garage anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that's my ammo. If anyone wants to sign up for my email, feel free to drop a comment and I'll I'll send it over to you. Really it's really well done, I will say. It's very well done. So. Yeah, no question. Um, this is really cool stuff. All right, so give us some insight as to some big shit coming down the pipe for you this year, next year. What else are you going to take on, start working on? In fact, da -da -da, we talked about this a little bit before we went live. Uh, yeah. You're kind of creating your own real estate agent graduate program. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I don't know if I would call it that. You know, that's a good way to describe it. But I would. Uh, you know, right now I've been coming to this realization that you know, being an agent, brokering, helping buyers and sellers is kind of the the be only just the beginning of the career. Uh, at this point, you know, it's almost like the entry level job. And I feel like you know, as clients graduate onto different stages of their homeownership journey and their real estate journey, you know, as agents, we have to graduate to that next step too. Um, whether it's Owning investment properties, whether it's getting involved in development, land acquisition, um, buying second homes, you know, and achieving a certain American dream lifestyle through real estate to be able to speak to that to clients and be able to advise them through it, whether, you know, it's doing an addition on your house and, you know, what the permitting process is like for that, you know, and going in depth of like, what if you need to rezone a property to do an ADU? So, you know, really actually just not learning marketing and sales but learning the nitty gritty of real estate and being able to make it, you know, simple, concise and digestible for the consumer and not make it this complex thing and make it very attainable and approachable. Ooh, that's a big task. Yeah. So that's the, the next step in the journey. I don't know if it's going to all come to fruition in 2023, but it is where the mind's at. Um, you know, and like I was saying, this is the third property I bought in the last three years. So, you know, I'm going through, through my investment journey and what that looks like, even on the side of taxes and what the, how to advise clients without being a CPA and having them know what questions to ask their CPA and be able to guide them and get a plan together. Um, and just all those kind of things in the background that, that people don't really market, um, you know? Well, um, I would I would want my team to know that shit when I'm right. buying another vacation home, when I'm buying another short-term rental, when I'm contemplating what I would do with my current primary. And that's a good example. You decided to rent yours out, keep it, yeah. buy a new primary. Those kinds of things. I I want people that have that real world experience guiding me through that process. Yeah. And it's even like, I was even thinking about it earlier, like the small stuff, like, you know, how do you get the money for a second home? You know, but if you have another primary, there's, you know, products out there like HELOCs and, you know, be able to speak to all these, unique options to where it is more attainable than people think um, as well as, you know, just be able to financial be kind of like a side financial planner among with their FA and. Oh, CD. no, it is a, yeah, absolutely. It is. And if any of you listening, any of our target audience, anyway, real estate agents, mortgage originators, et cetera, are not adopting the mindset that you are, looking at something at every client at every transaction from a 10,000 foot view a much bigger picture about their long-term financial success then you're already blowing it 
Agreed. You absolutely have to have that mindset about it. This is not about what's best for your client. Assuming you want to have repeat clients, client referrals. This is not about what's best for time of transaction. This is about what's best for their dollars in a year and three and five and 20 and their kids and their kids. 100%. So, yeah, that's huge. All right. Wow. I am stunned at how fast we burn through a half hour with you every time, Andrew. Let's do this again. Yeah, I'm down. That way, we, that way we can find out how much you accomplished in the rest of the year. <laughs> how, how much of your, hey. uh, your, your master's program, your graduate program, your PhD program is uh, tooling along. Um, so, yeah, Jen, let's get Andrew back on the show and we'll poke and prod him for some answers to those questions. And I'll bet you've got a ton of other stuff you want to tell our audience about. Yeah, we are gearing up for social media day. Um, Andrew, just a heads up, we're booking June of 2024. So we'll have you back on in June of 24. Um, Friday, Jeez. June 23rd is going to be social media day, Denver this year. Um, early bird tickets are going to go on sale in the next week or two. If you're interested in speaking or sponsoring, please email me at smdaydenver at gmail.com. And then of course we have the mile high mastermind. Um, seems like a long ways away, but it is September 29th and 30th. I'm considering we're almost done with February already. I'm sure September will be here in a second. Um, so if you're interested in anything to do with that one, also just reach out to me directly. Uh, but to have, find everything, just the tips related, text tips to 63566. You can get all the past episodes of this show. You can get our weekly little tip, book a free hour of coaching, get a copy of Adam's book, all the things, all the things by texting tips to 63566. All right. And before we sign off, Andrew, you were going to tell us something. I was? I don't know. It <laughs> seemed like it, but uh, I certainly want to make sure that if you have more of this great content for our audience that we're getting it out. Yeah. Feel free to follow me on my socials, Andrew Goldberg 303 on Instagram, Andrew Goldberg on Facebook. And if you would want to sign up for my weekly email, I'm happy to send it to all industry professionals. It's been I get a lot of responses from agents who love it. Um, so I'm happy to share my content and collaborate with anyone. So feel free to send me a DM and I'll get you on the email list and let's connect. Cool. And thank you again for doing this. I know carving out this kind of time on a Monday morning, even when it's a holiday, because we don't know what a holiday is, um, uh, is a big deal. So thank you again for doing it for us. Of course. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. You bet. And with that, you guys can check us out every, well, not every, but 45 Most. out of 52 Mondays a year, give or take. Uh, but we do our episodes live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube at 1030 in the morning Mountain Time. And later in the week, you'll be able to catch replays on Apple and Spotify for the podcast. And it's been a pleasure to have you on again, Andrew. And for the rest of you, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Have a great one, everyone.